Shelton is absent. Mr. Hawkins? Here. Mr. Murphy? Here. Ms. Shelton? Here. Dr. Newman? Here. Mr. Fraley? Here, because we do have a quorum. I need to remind the commission, I don't think our electronics, voting uh, electronic um, machines are operating. Uh, so with that, we will be uh, going back to the old-fashioned I and A. We all clear on that, commissioners, with that, Susan. The uh, first item and only item on our continued agenda is uh, item number one, City Planning Commission, for a general plan amendment to Appendix A in the table of contacts within Plan Norfolk 2030 to adopt the commercial pattern book. Mr. Sharp. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. There we go. So you all know this item well. We've been uh, briefing you on it over the last year plus. Uh, we've been working with WPA on this for that time. I didn't go back and look at the exact time frame, but it's been more than a year now that we've been working on this. So we are, we are finally done. We're ready to bring it to you for your support. And um, so it's talking you through a little bit of what we've done with this so far. So we had a public meeting held for stakeholders in March. So you all last continued it in February, and we had a public meeting for stakeholders in March to make sure that we had that, that uh, outreach. We also did um, conducted some other outreach sessions uh, with uh, stakeholder groups, uh, the built local builders, architects, et cetera, um, over the summer. So far, we have not, we've gotten good input, some tweaks here and there, but, but by and large, good support. Um, everybody seems to think that it's going to be a useful document and um, helpful in their processes. So keep in mind again, it is an advisory document. We're, we're adopting it as a appendix to the comprehensive plan as we've done with other similar documents like this, the, the coastal pattern book being the most recent um, pattern book that we've adopted. Um, and it really does not add any new regulations. It summarizes the existing regulations and really gives ideas uh, for how to meet the existing regulations. And we hope that it's useful for applicants, for staff, for, uh, and for boards and commissions like the Architecture Review Board and the Planning Commission as, as you all evaluate projects. But hopefully it's really valuable for the applicants trying to figure out how to make sense of our, of our ordinances. Um, with that, staff does recommend approval, and I'll be here for any questions. Have you gotten any feedback at all from the development community? Yes, sir. So we have, um, we, we did get some that led up to the stakeholder, the public stakeholder meeting that we held and we've had some since intermittent here and there. Um, mostly it's been, generally it's been questions as to how, how it, it's gonna be used. The biggest um, question that we did have what related to um, how it treats setbacks. So it does speak to um, a nominal distance from the edge of pavement versus the actual functional setback. That was, there was something going around about that, that we were adding new requirements. We really weren't. We were just saying in an ideal situation from edge of pavement to the edge of building, it should be a certain distance in certain areas. Um, that was something that we clarified through the process. Beyond that, the public input has been very helpful in just saying, hey, I think you gotta, you gotta adjust these words here or add this graphic here. Or, um, that's been what we've had and it's been very positive. Thank you, Jeremy. Any questions of Mr. Sharp, commissioners? Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Any comment, commissioners? Susan? Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the general plan amendment. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. 
Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Frown? Aye. Look forward to feedback from that in the real world, Jeremy. Thank you. Okay. The next item is the first item on your regular agenda. Uh, item number one, Eric Lapnin for a conditional use permit to allow an accessory dwelling unit at 720 Maury Avenue. The purpose of this request is to allow renovations to a non-conforming detached garage into an accessory dwelling unit. Chris. Good afternoon. Uh, this is an, a request from Eric Lapinen. Uh, he was a property owner at 720 Maury Avenue uh, in the Ghent neighborhood. The location of the site is at the north side of Maury Avenue, located between Colley Avenue and Manio Street. And it's on the north side of, of Maury Avenue. Uh, existing conditions, it is residential in that area. Um, and it's, it's mainly single family, uh, but there are some other duplex and uh, other residential uses as, as well. Uh, the proposal is a conditional use permit to do an accessory dwelling unit on the property, um, or ADU as they're referred to. Uh, the property has an existing detached garage on the, in the back left corner of the property, uh, and it's the desire of the applicant to turn that into, officially turn that into an accessory dwelling unit uh, that meets the requirements of the zoning ordinance. So that does require a conditional use permit in the SFT, Single Family Traditional Zoning District. And again, it's to convert that detached garage um, into the accessory dwelling unit, which would really be in the second floor of that garage. And I will go through just uh, because I think it's important uh, in the context of the application to just look at the performance standards for accessory dwelling units. Um, since it is a fairly new, uh, a new use uh, in the zoning ordinance that was adopted last year, um, so it is a secondary dwelling unit that's clearly subordinate to the principal use of the single family dwelling. Uh, and it's used kind of in conjunction with the principal dwelling, has separate kitchen, bathroom, and sleeping facilities. Um, the lot that it's located on has to be compliant with the minimum standards for that zoning district. And the property is in compliance with those standards. Uh, no more than one ADU can be located on one lot. And the property owner does have to reside on site at all times that the ADU is made available for rent, which is the, is the plan. Um, another thing, as far as the size goes, it has to be either less than 500 square feet or less than 25% of the area of the principal dwelling, uh, whichever is less. In this case, the accessory dwelling will be less than 500 square feet, uh, approximately 423 square feet. Uh, it also has to have the same street address and mailbox as the principal dwelling. And it can't be subdivided or otherwise segregated in ownership from the principal dwelling. Use the same utilities, um, has the same driveway, um, and it has to actually provide one additional off-street parking space uh, in addition to the, the existing situation. So it, it is, uh, there's a driveway and a garage, of course, as part of the dwelling unit uh, that does accommodate the, three, the necessary three off-street parking spaces for the whole property. Another, uh, another point is that it, this property or this area is within the, this red area in Vision 2100, uh, which calls for enhanced housing choices and density. And we, accessory dwelling units are commonly, uh, while being environmentally efficient uses of a property, uh, also provide uh, affordable housing choice. So that, that, that kind of goes through what accessory dwelling units are in the zoning ordinance. Um, and how this project meets those standards. Um, the staff does recommend approval of the accessory dwelling unit for all the reasons mentioned previously, um, and subject to the conditions in the staff report. 
And I did want to briefly touch on some feedback we got from the community as it was going through the process. And one, we had a few calls from neighbors or people who lived along that street. Uh, we had a support letter um, from someone along Mari Avenue, a support letter, another support letter from the property owner directly behind this property. Um, they you know, are putting their trust in the applicants meeting the standards in the zoning ordinance. We did, I did receive a call of opposition from a neighbor on that street as well. Um, and then I also received a couple of inquiries. Uh, once they received some more information about it, they, um, they, I think they were okay with it, but it, they just had some concerns about uh, short-term rental, the potential of turning these into short-term rentals. Um, and just to address that briefly, uh, the, it can't be turned into a vacation rental, uh, which would be where the property owner does not reside on site. Uh, because to be an ADU, the property owner has to reside on site at all times. So that was just a, a common theme that I was receiving from some of the concerned citizens. Uh, and with that, I will uh, stand by for questions. And it, it, sorry, I did receive Ghent, support from the Ghent Neighborhood League as well. So with that, Chris, I'll stand by. This is right now a non-conforming garage, correct? Yes. Uh, converting it to an ADU, does that bring it back into any sense of conformance? Um, it, it does not address things like, uh, to the look, the setback, it's, it's a little too close to the property line on both sides. Um, what, what really gets to address that, it comes down to the, the amount of money, that, the improvements that are being spent on the garage um, and whether or not those improvements, uh, the qualifying improvements exceed 50% of the value of the structure. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Any other sure. questions, of Mr. Whitney, commissioners? I believe you mentioned it, but I, I, I think I, I didn't hear you. Well, I, I definitely didn't hear you. What is the minimum requirements for the principal dwelling unit parking uh, requirement? Oh, parking is two spaces. Two spaces? Yes. Yep. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other questions, comment, commissioners? Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Um, Chair would like to acknowledge Eric Lapinen, the applicant. Anything you care to add, sir? You didn't sign up to speak, but we have a small crowd today. No, not unless there's some opposition. Thank you, sir. None. There is no opposition. Chair also acknowledges here in favor of this application, Tommy Lehman. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Tom. Commissioners, any comment? Not Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Uh, Mr. Hutchins? Aye. Mr. Mur uh, Ms. Mur Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Okay. Uh, item number two on your agenda is uh, Chicho's Pizza for a conditional use permit to operate a nightclub at 320 Granby Street. The purpose of this request is to allow for a nightclub to operate with an on-premise alcohol sales and live entertainment with a disc jockey and dance floor until 2 o'clock a.m. Good afternoon. This request... How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> this request for a conditional use permit is for the property located at 320 Granby Street between Market Street and East Freemason Street downtown. Chicho's Pizza is proposing a new operation with on-premises sale of alcohol, live entertainment, including a DJ and dance floor, and extended hours of operation, which is considered to be a nightclub uh, by the North Norfolk Zoning Ordinance. The site is zoned uh, DMU for downtown mixed use, 
which allows the operation of a nightclub by a uh, conditional use permit. The applicant plans to operate between 11 a.m. and 2 a.m. seven days a week, and the establishment has a total capacity of 299 people. They have provided two floor plans, uh, one with outdoor dining and one without. Uh, for the floor plan with no outdoor dining, uh, there will be 150 seats indoors, zero outdoors, and the total capacity remains 299. Uh, but for the outdoor seating, they have 128 seats indoors, 28 seats outdoors, and 299, again, total. Uh, they will not be permitted to have outdoor dining until it's been approved by ARB and uh, when they receive an encroachment permit from the right-of-ways division. For entertainment, they're proposing to have live bands, DJs, karaoke, trivia, bingo, comedians, and poetry readings. Um, we received a letter of support from the Downtown Norfolk Civic League, and staff recommends approval of this application. I could stand by for any questions. Thank you, Mac. Uh, Hank, I'm sorry. <laughs> Commissioners, any questions of Mr. Morris? All right, thank, thank you. Hank. Susan. Uh, the motion excuse is. Me, excuse me. You got people? I got people here. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, the chair will acknowledge that there is no opposition to this application here in, uh, in favor of it. Uh, Mr. Lewis Akavi. Achavi, I'll get it right. Thank you, sir. Uh, Ed Stakunas. <laughs> Beverly McDonald, as well as Mel Jones. Okay. Okay. We'll save that. Still another problem. Uh, again, the chair acknowledges no opposition. Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend approval of the conditional use permit, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales. Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? I will make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Okay. Item number three on your agenda is a request by the City of Norfolk to vacate the existing right-of-way of Powhatan Avenue south of the southern line of 38th Street and 37th Street lying east of the western line of Powhatan Avenue containing 0.492 acres of land. Ms. Paul Mache. Hi. Good afternoon. Uh, the city of Norfolk is, is seeking to um, vacate the right-of-way of Powhatan Avenue south of 38th Street. Um, this is in proximity to the uh, utilities water treatment plant that's in that area. Um, they want to be able to address access issues, security, and potential expansion of the utilities water treatment plant. Uh, the area is a little under half an acre in size, and to the north uh, in gen in generally is the water is a retention pond mm -hmm. uh, to the east further to the east is Parker Avenue which is the site of the Elizabeth River Trail also and then along the south and the west is the railroad tracks um, this has been going on for about five years they had to work out a lot of utility uh, easement relocation issues before they could go forward with this um, there the road serves no true transportation purpose it's it, it is a cul-de-sac and, and dead ends and a gate to the, the water treatment plant already. So with that, staff staff recommends approval, and I'll stand by for any questions. I'm glad you did mention uh, the time it took to get this to this point, since I did see a memo in my packet dated December of 2015. <laughs> uh, so I was curious then, and, George, and you answered in George earlier. 
getting utilities out of the way, not City of Norfolk utilities, but other utilities. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, correct. Uh, it's amazing in this day of technological innovation that takes three weeks of cold to close the street that hadn't been used since Moby Dick was a minnow. But uh, we got here. That's the important thing. Any questions of Ms. Shea, commissioners? Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Susan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Susan. All right, the motion is to recommend approval uh, to vacate the existing right-of-way. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Uh, that ends our agenda items. We're into the new business now. Okay, uh, and your first item on under new business um, is uh, architecture review board design review item. Uh, it's the downtown, downtown outdoor dining guidelines. I got two for for you today. And we're proud to have it. Adopting two documents. So this is the, again, as Susan indicated, the architecture, um, the outdoor dining design guidelines uh, for downtown Norfolk. This is an item that is a, a document that's designed to be advisory to the Architectural Review Board in their review of outdoor dining installations. Um, it is also intended to service um, the applicants, again, just like with the commercial pattern book, so that it will provide guidance as to what the minimum requirements for outdoor dining, what the recommendations might be for outdoor dining installations. Um, it speaks to the materials, uh, it speaks to um, the layout, the different options that are available to applicants. Again, we've been working on this for more than a year, probably a little less than a year, um, actually, right around there. Um, it's been in, in, in the works for a while. Uh, there has been quite extensive uh, outreach with the, the DNC, with the Downtown Norfolk Civic League, um, and um, we've been working um, diligently to get something that makes sense had a lot of back and forth, and we think the document has improved substantially over that time as we've worked um, through the kinks through that, in, that um, input. So again, this is an advisory document to the Architectural Review Board. It really is, um, we see it as, as an adjunct to their design guidelines, to the Historic District Design Guidelines, but this does apply to the entirety of downtown, not just in the Historic District. Mm -hmm. But it would operate similar to that, that document. Um, staff does recommend approval, and I stand by for any questions. Just a curiosity, uh, we have a number of restaurants in the downtown area, obviously. Uh, are you getting the sense that this is a feature that most of them would like to have? Yes, outdoor sir. dining? Absolutely. I know yes, we've sir. seen a plethora of it so far, uh, but there's still, there's still a, a, a lot of demand for having this feature in a lot of the restaurants that don't have it now. Absolutely, yes, sir. And this is something that if, if the opportunity is available, I think more restaurants will be taking advantage of it. Not sure how much opportunity there is beyond the existing locations. Um, just uh, as an addendum, the, the document does speak to, start to speak to uh, parklets as an option as well. There is a whole other set of designs that, that the city is working on for parklets, but this does speak to that as well as a way to give opportunities for restaurants to have outdoor dining where they may not be allowed to because of sidewalk widths or, or other limitations today. Um, this starts to starts to establish that process, but there's still ways to go on, on the parklets as well. 
Thank you, Chairman. Comment, question? Mr. Murphy, did you have a question on your face? No, I, I just I would encourage staff to continue to um, uh, investigate using parklets for outdoor dining because um, they do provide a, a good option and uh, free up the sidewalks for the pedestrians. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the downtown outdoor dining guidelines. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Looking forward to feedback on that, Jeremy. Keep us posted. Item two, Susan. Okay. The last item under new business is the Hanson Company LLC. Uh, for a development certificate at 611 through 615 West 35th Street for substantial improvements to a building in the PCO 35th Street District. Chris. Good afternoon. So this, this is a development certificate request from the Hanson Company uh, at 611 to 615 West 35th Street uh, in the Park Place uh, community on the 35th Street business corridor. Uh, it's on the south side of 35th Street, just west of Newport Avenue. And the proposal is to convert uh, two existing single-story buildings into a rest building, uh, into a two-story building to, uh, with a restaurant and 20 dwelling units. So uh, the development certificate is required in the 35th Street PCO um, because it is a substantial improvement to an existing structure. So again, it would be to, you've got uh, single-story buildings here and we would convert them to um, at least a restaurant and uh, add a second floor for 20 residential units. Um, and the development itself uh, complies with all of the standards in the Park Place PCO, so no uh, waivers are being requested. Another, uh, so these are the elevations that have been reviewed and uh, have been presented to ARB as well um, for their input, and they have also approved the, uh, the design of the building. You can see the uh, first floor and as well as the second and third floors for the 20 residential dwelling units. Uh, in addition, they are um, planning to convert the, the parking lot in, New, in Newport Avenue, southwest corner of Newport Avenue and 35th Street would be parking, um, would be available for, the, for this development. Uh, but it would remain a public lot uh, from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. And with that, staff does recommend approval of the uh, conditional or the development certificate subject to the conditions. Um, and the only other thing I want to mention is we did receive a, a letter of support from the Park Place uh, Zoning and Improvement Committee. Um, they did have a few conditions of their uh, support, uh, namely that there would be a clear parking plan. Um, with this development in the, in the community, other businesses in the district, um, and that the residents and the uh, businesses in Park Place would be communicated with, um, you know, as the developments uh, in this area continue, and, and just, just so that there's a good good um, cooperation and communication there. Um, so with all that, staff does recommend approval with the, uh, the development certificate, and I'll stand by for questions. Chris, you comfortable with the parking plan? Uh, yeah, so they, the, the Newport, Parking lot at Newport Avenue and 35th Street uh, does accommodate the the residential units that they plan to uh, to build here. Um, it would be so that the idea is that they would it would be available after 5 p.m. for the residents to come home from work, uh, and it, from 8 to 5 it'd be available for the public, um, the, the general public. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, it, it, in the commercial part of this does not require, since it's below a certain size, it doesn't require uh, additional parking for the commercial component. Mm -hmm. So there are enough spaces on that, on the site. Park Place Business League, I think that's the right term. Uh, they're in favor? Uh, this, so this was the Park Place Civic League, okay. um, and this was the Zoning and Improvements Committee, which okay. is one of their subcommittees. Mm. And they did, yes, they did recommend approval or uh, send in a letter of support for the project. Um, they just had the, they just wanted to point out a few concerns, uh, generally speaking, about the parking situation in the area. Thank you, Chris. Yep, you're welcome. Any questions for Mr. Whitney, commissioners? Thanks, Chris. Yep. Um, here in favor of this new business item, Ms. Beverly McDonald. Please come forward, ma'am. And Mr. Jones, you're next, so plenty of space at the front. Save you some walking space. <laughs> Just give us your Good name and mailing address. All. My name is Beverly McDonald. I'm a part of the Park Place Business Association, and I'm so glad to be here this afternoon to say that we definitely support this project. Ms. McDonald, one, uh, yes. give us your mailing address, please. My mailing address is 600 West 35th Street. I'm the owner of the Norfolk Crocus Spot mm -hmm. on the corner of 35th and Newport. Mm -hmm. um, one of the developments that was also part of Mr. Hansen's development. Mm -hmm. um, and again, being in that particular situation, that environment where we are presently. Um, there's not a lot of local support for the restaurant. Having the building of having additional um, customers to patronize the business is really what our goal is, the Park Place Business Association. Um, and again, we strongly support this project and look forward to having additional projects that will complement the businesses on Park Place. Jones. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. My name is uh, Mel Jones. Um, address is 633 West 35th Street. I'm one of the co-owners of Jaconi Cafe, uh, all-vegan restaurant on 35th Street. Um, and I'm one of the board members of the Park Place Business uh, Association. Um, and we all have agreed, and I definitely have agreed to, um, to support uh, the new um, development on 35th Street uh, from Mr. Hansen. Um, and we have um, no issues as far as parking or anything like that. Thank you, sir. Great. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate you folks coming out. Commissioners, any comment, questions, criticism, suggestion? Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the development certificate. Mr. Hales? Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Freely? I right, will look forward to that continued development and that application coming before us. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Homewood, anything additional for us, sir? No, sir, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Melita? No, sir. Commissioners, any comment? Hearing none, we stand adjourned. Thank you. It's been brought to my attention that it is National Intern Day. <laughs> so we uh, want to take this time to uh, express our appreciation for our interns. Please stand, uh, interns. Let us. <laughs> 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 we do appreciate uh, you folks lending of your talents to us. We hope this is not only meaningful for this great city of ours, but meaningful to you folks in your educational and career endeavors. So good luck and thanks for being with us. Thank you.
Can we adjourn now, Susan? I'm going to recommend you buy it. Probably not only for our lectures.